Asanda Beda on Sound Awake, Monday to Friday, 3 to 5 a.m. 4.32 is our time now getting into our wellness corner. Today we speak of the divine feminine and creativity. So in our previous chat, we unpacked the divine feminine as it relates to the masculine, as well as our evolution through collective experience. So we established that there needs to be an achievement of duality between the divine feminine and the divine masculine, as both exist within the individual. The benefits of meditation on this journey became clear. So today we seek to understand that connection further by unpacking the role creativity plays on this journey or how they intertwine. So joining us is uh, our best friend, Dr. Anis Mbiso, <laughs> medical doctor, entrepreneur and yoga teacher. How are you doing today, doctor? Oh, I love that little introduction, Asanda. I'm so good. <laughs> you how see, I was listening the last time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you like it. We're glad you, you like the intro. Yes. Happy Africa Day, first of all. Oh, happy Africa Day. For some reason, you know, I, I find the divine feminine and our continent are, are hugely interlinked. Mm. So we're talking creativity then which, with relation to the divine feminine today. Are we, first of all, always creative as uh, humans? Totally. I think there's, it's important to have a differentiation between being artistic and being creative. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, I think, tend to confuse the two. So yes, like you say, we are all creative beings. We all have the ability to create something from absolutely nothing. And that's what we do in everyday life. You know, we have ideas about the type of life that we want to live, the type of home environment we want to be in. And we manifest that by creating it in the physical reality. So we are all creative just by being human. And to which areas of our lives, then, does creativity speak? Is it all areas? I would say so. You know, for me, creativity is having that understanding that you have the ability to create your reality in the world around you, whether that's having positive and impactful relationships, whether that's having a healthy lifestyle, and also creating a body, a physical body that helps to support you walking through your, your different walks of life. So for me, creativity comes into absolutely everything. And although we do have this creative aspect of, you know, the, creating the life that we want to live, mm. a way to flex that muscle is to create things on a slightly smaller scale, whether it's creating a poem by journaling, creating a drawing and bringing in those more artistic um, pursuits and artistic talents. So I, I personally think that that's something that unfortunately as children, we're often told, some groups of us are often told by looking at, you know, our scribbles or looking at our, our um, creations in the art room in preschool. Mm. Some of us are told that we aren't creative and some of us are told that we are. And we end up taking that with us into adulthood. And, and often the majority of us almost shut that part of ourselves off because we're told that we aren't creative at a, at a young age. And when tapping into our creative, is there a need to wait for the outer chaos to end then so that we are in a peace, peaceful state? I mean, you make example of when we're children, when you're hearing the outer noise of some of us are creative and others aren't. Um, and also, I mean, uh, we ask this because we live in the city as well. And there's also mm. the multitasking of jobs. So there's so many voices and there's so many uh, conflicting ideas and the push to succeed as well as quickly as possible. So all these things that can form the outer chaos. Is there a need to wait for these to 
go away and we end up being in a peaceful state so that we can tap into our creative or can we still tap into our creative even with the outside noise? Such a great question. You know, for me, I kind of feel like the idea of retreating or trying to to wait, like you say, for for the outer chaos to subside really means that we end up delaying our self-healing journey. Mm. I mean, as you said, living in Johannesburg, waiting for that chaos to subside, you'll be waiting for a while. Mm. Our, Our city is chaotic just in nature. So for me, creativity actually helps you to cope with the chaos. It's not something that you need to wait for the chaos to subside. If anything, you can tap into your creativity to help you manage how you are dealing with the chaos, Mm. to help you anchor you and ground you through the chaos. And then that innately helps you to find your inner peace within it. Mm. So when the need to compete with others comes up then, how do we understand what role creativity plays in removing this need? So the wonderful thing about creativity is it's it's innate, but it's also unique to you. Mm. So what I find is when people are in a creative space, often what ends up blocking us is having this idea that we need to present whatever we create to other people, that it has to, like you say, it has to be compared to other people's creations, it has to be aesthetically teasing, whatever it is that we're creating. Where in fact, creativity teaches us to just listen to what we're feeling and to express that in some way without worrying about how that relates to other people. So often, tapping into your creativity gives you a sense of self-confidence. It assures you of your self-expression. It reminds you of, of what you can celebrate about being yourself. And once you're in that space, there is no need to compete with anybody else because you realize that you are unique and you, you stand in your own right. And so, in again, in a city environment, in an urban environment where we are constantly, and this taps into the divine masculine again, mm. where we're constantly being told to push, to compete, to push others down, to get ourselves up, the divine feminine, which really encompasses this creative element, tells us that we can stand firmly within our own right, within our own being, celebrate ourselves, and instead of that, um, making us better than anybody else. If anything, it helps us to also celebrate the gifts of others. And that's where that theme that we spoke about last week of communal healing then comes in where mm. we feel like we don't need to compete with anybody else and we're all on our own individual journeys and we can all celebrate ourselves without feeling like that makes us lesser than anybody else. Well, let's take a short break. We'll continue with our chat. Uh, if you've just joined us, we are with Dr. Anes Mbitsvo, medical doctor, entrepreneur, and yoga teacher. Today, speaking the divine feminine and creativity. This is Sound Awake. Asanda Beda on SAFM. Talking the divine feminine and creativity with Dr. Anesu Mbitsvo, medical doctor, entrepreneur, and yoga teacher. So we were talking about the competition and, and you know, moving away from that before we took the break and uh, mm-hmm. talking to how you listen to how you're feeling and the, the sense of communal healing that moves us away from competing. Will this in turn then, doctor, result in a better truth, a better authenticity, and more openness in allowing flow for ourselves? Totally, yes. I mean, I think when you're talking about authenticity, when you're talking about peace, the predominant thing that we need to do is to listen. That's all the divine feminine really holds space for, is us to listen to what's going on within us and then to act after. And what we see in our societies is 
so many of us, regardless of what gender you identify with, so many of us and our society in general is stuck in the divine masculine. This is largely because, you know, we, we see gender-based violence. We mm. see a lot of, of women being treated incorrectly. And so men themselves feel uncomfortable with, with connecting to the divine feminine within them. And so we end up being in this repetitive cycle where we're just acting, 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 pushing, 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 and never taking a moment to just listen, mm. to listen to how we're feeling, to listen to what our inner guidance is telling us. And that's where the divine feminine and creativity comes in, where you take a moment in your day to pause and to just focus on you and how you are feeling. And once you take the moment to listen, you can then, like you say, act from a point of authenticity, perform actions that are true to how you are feeling, true to your own inner guidance. And that then brings about healing and a lot more truth and peace in the collective. Let's talk connecting with nature now and how this relates to creativity. Oh, so beautiful. I mean, it goes without saying, we call Mother Nature Mother Mm. because of the fact that nature has an innate divine femininity to it. So another aspect of the divine feminine is abundance, the fact that we are never lacking what we need. If you think about being in your mother's womb, you don't have to do anything. You know, we just rest in our mother's wombs for nine months. Mm. And there is an abundance of food. There's an abundance of safety. And the same is true of nature. Nature doesn't need human beings to constantly restock it. The animals constantly have enough food. They have enough sunlight. And so this thing of abundance without needing to push or to do is something that nature illustrates to us. And so when we take the time to be out in nature... Just by being there, we, we draw upon that energy from Mother Nature. We, we see how everybody lives in harmony, how there's an ecosystem. Mm. We are able to tap into that harmony within ourselves. And so spending time in nature is actually a creative pursuit. Again, a lot of people think of the artistic outlets, which, yes, do help us to tap into our creativity. But taking some time in nature where you you don't take your phone with you, there's often a temptation to take the phone now, and now we're taking pictures of ourselves in nature, and it kind of is, is, is destroying the, the intention of being out there in the first place. Mm. But if you take, even if it's just five minutes, you know, of taking your shoes off, feeling the grass beneath your feet, allowing yourself to just look at the sky, looking up, looking around you at, at what's going on, that will innately help you tap into those aspects of harmony, of peace, and of abundance within yourself. So let's talk of some of the rituals that we can practice. I don't know if rituals is the right words, but Mm. those things that we can practice daily for a more consciously creative life. I guess that will be one of them. Take your shoes off and just walk. Take a walk through nature. Uh, What are some of them? I actually love the word ritual, personally. Um, As you said, sometimes people think of of ritualistic cultural practices when we use the word ritual. Mm. But for me, the word ritual speaks to making small things or normal activities, routine activities you would do in your life sacred. That's what a ritual means to me. So like you said, taking a moment to ground. So when we talk about grounding, that's rooting ourselves down, creating an anchor for ourselves. And the best way to do that is to walk around barefoot, feeling the earth beneath you. So you can do that at any point really in your day, 
even at the office, underneath your desk where nobody can see, just slip off your shoe, mm. put your feet on the ground and just allow yourself to feel the grounding nature of the earth beneath you. You can even create little rituals around washing the dishes where instead of just mindlessly washing the dishes, you actually take a moment to look at the bubbles. You know, these are things that children kind of do innately. They see the sacred in things like soap, dishwashing soap is like this magical thing of bubbles and <laughs> light and color. So you can create a ritual around that. You can create a ritual about when you bathe, when you shower. Perhaps instead of just washing the, the physical body, while you're in the shower, you actually think about cleansing yourself and releasing the things that no longer serve you. Letting go of the things that hold you back and drag you down and allowing the water to wash those things away. So creating these little sacred moments and adding them to the routine moments in your life is a great way to bring in mindfulness. Mindfulness is not always about sitting down on your mat at a specific time in the day and meditating. You can bring it into every single routine activity that you do. And in so doing, you almost make everyday life become sacred. Everyday life becomes a healing practice. And that's essentially the best way to healing, is making the mundane sacred. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure chatting to you, Doctor. We appreciate you. Always a pleasure. Happy Africa Day to everybody. Um, I hope that we all just take some time to think about what the divine feminine of our continent means to each and every one of us. Powerful and uh, very much appreciated. Dr. Nesumbis for Medical Doctor, Entrepreneur and Yoga Teacher talking to us.